0: Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia, dear friends. In Christ, I love a good story with a surprise ending. Don't you? There are bad surprise endings, bad endings, bad twists, if you will, like at the end of a murder mystery when the killer ends up to be the main character's nephew who was living in France the whole time and doesn't show up until the last chapter. Well, I mean, come on, there was no way you were going to see that coming. Or there's the other kind of bad surprise ending where it was right in front of your face the whole time and you're not very surprised at all when the big reveal happens. No, a good satisfying twist at the end of a movie or a book is when you should have seen it coming, but you did it. It was under your nose the whole time, and it changes the whole story for you once that twist happens so that you immediately want to go back and watch the movie again or start the book over so that you can read it with new eyes. It changes the story once the big reveal happens. Life is kind of like a story. Life is one big mystery with a lot of little mysteries packed into the bigger picture, but a lot of us go through life not knowing how things are going to end, trying to figure out ahead of time what the end of this story is going to be. And so we grapple with these very important questions, questions about direction. What do I want to be when I grow up? How am I going to make sure I put food on the table? Will I find somebody to marry? Am I going to have kids? Am I going to grow a family? What kind of person am I going to become? What kind of legacy am I going to leave? We grapple with the mysteries of the solutions to our problems. Will I make enough money to pay off my debts? Is our nation going to figure itself out? Am I going to make reprimand? Am I going to make amends for all the people that I've hurt. Deep down, all of us have very profound mysteries that we grapple with. Do I matter? What's the point? Where is this all going? Am I destined to struggle my whole life with all these problems and stresses and anxieties, only to end up in a grave somewhere? Is there anything to look forward to after this? Or is this life all that there is? All of us have struggled with these questions in one way or another, and that's why we are so glad that you all are here today, because Easter is all about the answer to life's greatest mystery. Easter is when Jesus blew the lid wide open and spoiled the ending. For all of us, He changed your story. Because what was your story before Jesus? Your story and mine before Jesus was the story of a sinful human being trying to follow God's law but failing time and time again. Your story and mine before Jesus was of a sinful human being trying not to sin but just not being able to help it and incurring all of this guilt your story and mine was of a sinful human being on a one-way trip to hell that was our story before jesus but jesus enters the picture to change your story to give you a twist ending and this is how he did it he came to earth as a human being He lived in obedience to God's law. And just like the law of our land holds power over you, especially if you commit a crime, if you commit a crime, that law holds a punishment over your head. God's law, when we commit crimes against it, holds the punishment of hell and death over our heads. Like a person sticking a spear in your face your whole life, not knowing when they're finally going to jab or walking in the dark and you know that there's a scorpion around your feet but you can't see it and you don't know when it's going to strike we without jesus don't know when death and hell are going to strike but jesus suffered death and hell for you on the cross he suffered in your place but that wasn't the end of his story He rose from the dead. As we read in our gospel lesson from John chapter 20, the disciples and Jesus' friends were so heart-stricken because of his death. His disciples had watched him die on the cross. They were traumatized. They were mourning. They were deeply sad. And Jesus' friends watched as the kindest, most gentle, most perfect man they had ever known died right in front of them. And they thought that was the end of the story. But Jesus came back, and that's a fact. Jesus' heart started beating again. Jesus, whose dead body, it was dead. He wasn't just passed out. He wasn't just asleep. It was laid in a grave dead, but it came alive again. And this is a fact. Brothers and sisters, we are not here to debate the historicity of the resurrection of Christ. If we were... Maybe I would mention how the first eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection were women. And no offense to the women present, but in Jesus' day and age, if you wanted to lie, if you wanted to make up a story, you wouldn't say that women were the first one to discover it because in a court of law, the testimony of women was not respected as well as men. If we were having this debate, maybe we would mention how all the other explanations of how Jesus' body got out of the tomb never satisfy intellectually. If we were having a debate, maybe we would talk about how impossible it would be if Jesus' resurrection were alive for just 15 years later. The Apostle Paul can write a letter to the Corinthians sure that Jesus is alive, so sure that the Apostle Paul is ready to die for it, and he will. People don't die for lies, especially so soon after they've been made up. No, brothers and sisters, let's just take it as a fact because this is the most important moment in human history. This is most, the most important moment in the history of mankind. This is the most important moment in the story of human beings because it's the most important moment of your story. When you're telling a story, we rather dislike it when people interrupt us and start telling their own story. Hey, that reminds me of a time where I went through the same thing. And sometimes I do that, and I can't help it, but I know it's kind of rude, so I try not to do it as much. It makes you want to say, come on, can't you just let me finish? Why do you got to make it about you? Why does everything always have to be about you? Brothers and sisters, this is the story of Jesus, but you have permission. No, you have to make it about you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ after his death is not some biography that we read in the Bible and say, Oh, that's kind of interesting. He didn't stay dead. How nice. That's your story. Because Jesus didn't stay in the grave, that has everything to do with you. Because Jesus didn't stay dead, that means that you are not going to stay dead. Because Jesus died for your sins, that means that you won't have to die for your sins. You see, Jesus has freed you from that one-way trip to death and destruction. Jesus has broken the spear that was stuck in your face. Jesus has ripped the tail off the scorpion at your feet. There is no threat anymore. You are not going to suffer for your sins. The story has changed. Now listen to the way the Apostle Paul spoils the ending to your story. He says, death has been swallowed up in victory where O oh, death is your victory where O oh, death is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to god he gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ don't you see how your story ends it doesn't end with you in a grave somewhere It doesn't end with your soul going to hell to suffer for your sins. No, because Jesus rose from the grave on Easter, that means that you have the promise, the guarantee of heaven. And just like a movie that you watch and then you see that brilliant twist at the end and then you go back and you watch it with new eyes, because you know the twist ending to your story, you can live life with a different pair of eyes. Because those questions that you had to struggle with before, Jesus, now you have your answers. Do I matter? Of course you matter. You matter to God. Where will I find belonging? Jesus has purchased you with his blood. You belong to God's family. Where will I find significance? What's the point of all this? The point of all this is to live in God's love and grace for all your days you have the guarantee of God's love and forgiveness forever. Will my story end up with me just in a grave somewhere? No, it will not. It will end up with you in heaven. You see, as perishable as you feel right now, as much as you are struggling right now, as much as sin's effects are still felt, whether it's sickness or temptation or anything or strife or anger, there will come a moment and Paul can't help but talk about that moment when Jesus calls you to himself. And it's like he takes off your old clothes of sin and death and sickness and he puts, you, puts onto you a new robe, a robe of his righteousness. The Apostle Paul talks about it like that moment that you come home from work. See, a lot of us have to dress up kind of nice when we go to work. Maybe you wear not the most comfortable shoes that you have and you wear something that looks good, but it doesn't feel that great. Then you come home, and then what, you, what can't you wait to do? Put on the sweatpants, the t-shirt, lie down on the couch, or is that just me? That's the way Paul talks about the resurrection. The resurrection, your resurrection, is the moment you're done with the work clothes of life. You're done with stress. You're done with sin. You're done with sickness. You're done with death. And death, as scary as it is, it has been declawed. It has been defanged. Your death and the death of your loved ones in Christ becomes the moment that we shed our earthly clothes and we are clothed imperishable, clothed immortal. This is a fact as true as the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. This is going to happen. Hate to spoil it for you, but that's how your story ends. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you please stand?